Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hello, friends. It's Eric Raymer sitting in for Angie Austin. I'm your PR media coach, and it is a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for tuning in to The Good News with Angie Austin. And sitting in here with me today is our producer, Dave. Yes, another week gone by. Right. Another step forward. It's a good thing. Doing great. Nice. I love hearing that. And we got a great show for you today. And uh, speaking of that, I want to invite our listeners. Uh, many of you have heard. I've been on the, the program for about uh, seven months now or so. And um, you know that uh, I'm a professional magician. And I want to invite our listeners to come and join uh, me. I'm doing a program on August 6th at uh, Water to Wine in Centennial, 8130 South University Street. And uh, I'd love to have you come out and, and join me, 7 p.m. Tickets are $20, but I'm going to be doing uh, something that's been made famous by a lot of guys you see on TV. I'm going to be doing a little street magic. And I thought, you know, uh, why, why not have our friends come together? Your $20 ticket includes your first drink, whether alcoholic or not, and we'd love to have you come and join. It's going to be a good hour of solid fun. I love Street Magic. David Blaine's one of my favorites. You know, he, he's the one who really made it famous. Uh, and, and it's funny because uh, David is so monotone. He, you know, he's, he's just like, did I freak you out? <laughs> right. <laughs> and the answer is yes, he usually does. My stuff's not nearly as freaky as, as uh, David's. but Well, you can, uh, probably can't levitate. Uh, that, that's not true. <laughs> no, uh, you can't. Oh, okay. yeah, I certainly can uh, but, well, at least I can create the illusion of, of levitation. But uh, there it is, uh, August 6th, Eric Raymer Street Magic. You can go to ericramer.com. That's E-R-I-C-R-E-A-M-E-R.com. And check it out, get tickets, and come join me on August 6th, 7 p.m. Awesome. I kind of have yeah. something to promote, too. It actually Please. came out this morning, um, Tuesday the 23rd. It um, It's my latest episode of my podcast, if anyone's interested in general psychology but then ways that this one in particular i think is good for our for our listeners just because it's how faith groups faith-based groups churches youth groups ministries things like that and how they um they are can be lacking in ways of helping with mental health mm. i thought it was very very interesting um melinda moore it was the guest for sally spencer thomas Okay. Um, is my host, and then Melinda Moore was the guest, and she is a faith-based um, um, psychologist, and she's talking about all these really great ways that we can help improve our mental health, and I think mental health is a really important thing, and it Absolutely. seems like it's kind of been in the headlines, and it's kind of been something that's been on the tip of everyone's tongue lately, sure. and I think it's an excellent, excellent um, episode, so you can go to Sally Spencer Thomas dot com find the podcast link there and you can find the melinda moore 
um, episode. It's very, very interesting. And then plus you got to get to hear uh, some of the stuff that I've been doing in my side gig. And so that way, you know, if you uh, if you want to start your own podcast, you know how it'll sound. Absolutely. Sally Spencer Thomas. Sally Spencer Thomas. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. And nice. actually Sally Spencer Thomas back backslash podcast. That'll get you a straight link. That'll in. get you right there to mm-hmm. it. And then, uh, yeah, we're on Spreaker and SoundCloud and Spotify and Everywhere. iTunes and yeah. all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, but it's an excellent and it just came out this morning. Congratulations. Our latest episode, so it's been very, very good. We're actually at episode 40. Wow. So we're making, uh, making pretty good headway with that. And I think we're really helping a lot of people. And um, I've actually learned a ton about, I didn't know a lot of this stuff. So yeah, sure. I think it's really cool. And, you know, because the one about today's episode that I thought was really poignant is just uh, you would kind of think that ministers, pastors, priests, all them would be kind of know more about mental health and how to help people through hard times. And I mean, I don't know. It's like this. And it's, I don't know why I would expect that, yeah. but um, but I kind of did, and that's kind of where they start the conversation, and they're like, no, there's so much to learn, and there's so much to do, and this is kind of a good way and a good resource for people who are looking, if you are a yeah. pastor, a priest, mentor, anything like that, and you are looking for good, better ways and good um, good you know, tips and tactics and best practices and things. This is a good place to start. Yeah, you know, uh, having been a pastor for many years, I, I remember, uh, you know, you, you go through, you study in, in Bible school, you study the Word, you study the history of that. Um, the psychology of people is not something that we spend a lot of time studying. It's a lot, of, we spend a lot of time observing, right, as we counsel and, and, and do what we can. But sometimes we're not the best equipped to handle that, and it's uh, maybe even a better idea to, to leave the, the expertise where, with the experts. Sure, or become an expert yourself because there's, sure. I mean, there's no, there's no reason to ever stop learning. Good, good words all the way around. Hey, listen, we have a fantastic uh, program for you, and we would love to have you join us. Um, gonna, gonna say uh, we're, we're lifting up our friend Angie in prayer. Yes. Uh, she and her family are uh, uh, mourning the loss of her father. And uh, if you've listened to this program for any time at all, you uh, you know that uh, Angie had a strained relationship with her father for a lot of lot of years. But over the last seven years, uh, saw a total restoration in that relationship. And uh, Angie's father passed uh, this week, and we just want to let her know that we're praying for her and her entire family. And uh, we, we sure appreciate your prayers as well. All right, we've got a good program, Dave. What, is, what do you got on cue for us? Today? So I got this really cool story. Uh, we've done uh, stories like this before, but it, it never ceases to amaze me when people do it. I know um, our old friend, um, um, Cindy Everett Marsh, she used to come in all the time to the to the show, and she kind of did something like this, but this woman takes it to the next level. So she has been... Um, this is she's a hairdresser. She yep. owns her own, stu- you know, studio where she gives haircuts. But um, because she wants to use cutting hair as her ministry and as a way to give back and to do, she actually lugs this big styling chair. You know, the big swivel chair that they have. It's made out of leather. It's yeah, like yeah. super heavy. The huge base. Right. She lugs that around in her car around town. What? And then she finds people that are living on the street who need help, and she gives haircuts as their ministry and it's not just a haircut either because if you listen to what she talks about and how they do it they, she's giving them so much more than just a haircut let's hear it hello 
make an appointment at Stellar Hair and owner Katie Stellar Definitely. will be expecting you. I have the best group of people here. Ten permanent stations, each with a fixed red chair. Okay, I got the beats. Okay. And one that I just gotta do it quickly. Yep. <laughs> okay. gets around. A little unconventional. I'm gonna haircut. I'll let you go first. Edward Rosser. A well-deserved one. <laughs> is quickly changing his perception of the corner barbershop. I think that people underestimate the power of a haircut. I really like that, you guys. I like the traveling barber. Bar <laughs> right? Traveling barber. That's me. <laughs> Katie first used her red chair as a bridge to the homeless. Flip it. In 2013. Every time. After a six-year hiatus spent growing her salon business, Katie and her red chair are back on the road. Hi there. We're driving around and giving free haircuts. Would you want a free haircut? Oh, no, not No? Me. <laughs> well, we have something that we could give you. Emily Lawls is among the salon employees and volunteers who pack essentials that Katie distributes. Yeah, does it look good? Oh, it's looking pretty good. Do you want to trim up or are you good? Perfect. But the primary focus is hair. Okay, got it. And the chair. Yeah, I could technically cut somebody's hair in a folding chair or on a curb or wherever. Like, I don't need that chair. But I think it's not about what's easy. It's about really showing value to people. How many people in your family? We have uh, four. I'm not claiming to know all the answers. I'm a hairstylist, and I'm just using my skill. And Justin Landis's take? I think she's beautiful. <laughs> I think she's awesome. Feeling good. So hold on to this mirror. About one's appearance. Look at how long your hair is on top. I know, I love it. Right? <laughs> is a lesson, Katie knows well. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis when I was 11 years old. When I was 18, they actually removed my entire large intestine. My hair started to fall out. When you start to lose it, you're like, wait, I didn't realize what a big part of my identity that was. That's probably my main motivator. I mean, I don't do hair because I'm naturally good at it. I became good at it because I saw it as a way and a vessel to connect and care for people. <laughs> I want a different style. I could bring my chair out right here, right now. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Got it, got it. Oh, yeah. I want to get rid of the old me. Right here. That one? Yeah. I love that one. Do you want bangs like that too? 2001 was Sylvia's last professional haircut. Okay. Usually the, the haircuts, that's like the first thing to go. I want her to feel a certain way. You want to make it cute. Yeah, right? <laughs> when you feel good about yourself, it can inspire you to do so many things. Does that feel good? Yeah. It works so well with your curl. I like the way she cut it. It's nice. Yeah. Katie Steller taking a stand by giving a seat. When you have the ability to give, it's a responsibility to give. Wow. I know, I like that last line in particular. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wrote down several of uh, the, the highlights in that, uh, that deal. And the first thing, when, when you said you were going to, uh, to run this, I had my first um, thought was, does she know that folding chairs take up much less <laughs> yeah. you know, space and are, are much lighter? And she said, it's not about doing what's easy. It's about showing value to others. Uh, th that's it. That summarizes the whole heart of the woman. Who well, and sitting in the chair definitely gives you that whole professional haircut feel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, what? I wonder what we, our listeners, us, what, what could we do to make that kind of an impact, right? You know, could, could we? I'm a magician. 
and I uh, I get paid for performing. But could I go downtown and bring a little joy to uh, to to some folks? Who don't normally see that kind of stuff, or could not afford to come see me? Right. Real street magic, like right? That. Real street magic, yeah. Um, you know that the, uh, the there are things that I think that we we all could do, and just a little bit of creative thought would uh, would probably bring that up. And the other thing, you know, part of the story that I I was impressed by is that uh, Katie is no stranger to adversity, right? Also, also, I can't even say it. She had colitis, and uh, and and had her her uh, intestine removed. Yeah, I mean that's a big deal. That's a huge deal, and she's out there lugging a huge heavy chair and putting smiles on people's faces and putting essentials in their hands. Right, right. I mean, and it is, and that feeling. I mean, when you get a new haircut, you got a new look. You get a new wardrobe. You get stuff like that. And you kind of refresh your look. It really does empower you to do things that maybe you otherwise wouldn't. Yes, when you feel good about yourself, you can change the world. And uh, the, the the lady in the in the piece says, "I want to get rid of the old me." How many of us would sign up for that right now? Right. Yeah, to to get rid of the old me. I love that story. Thank you very much for bringing that. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was cool, and it it's kind of just highlights how we can use our talents, and we can. I mean, it doesn't take this, though. That's always what I want to remind people when we show it. I mean, yeah. If you can have your ministry out there, you don't have to lug a big chair around and give people free haircuts. Sure. It could be as simple as smiling at people, yeah. opening the door for somebody, let somebody in in traffic, waving, saying hello, asking somebody about their day, yeah. you know, or buying the person behind you coffee or whatever it is. There's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Yep. And if you can, you should. The specifics aren't necessarily uh, the most important focal point. The fact that you do something uh, is is the point of the story. And I, I love that story. Absolutely. Hey, um, I don't know if you uh, have, have had any experience with this, but um, just driving around town, uh, seems like this year we have an abundance of potholes. Right, right. It's probably because of the rain. It's been raining so much. It has. It's been a very wet, uh, wet year, and uh, you know, so we got potholes. I, I hit the mother of all potholes. Oh. It was like the Grand Canyon. In fact, I am pretty certain I saw a donkey tour going down <laughs> as I was flying over it. Yeah, you ever hit a pothole um, so hard you apologize to your car? Uh, <laughs> yes, and this this was one of those, uh, and so. so uh, we brought a story. We've got a story uh, talking about potholes, and then I'll uh, I'll wrap up with uh, what's going on in my world. So that this is a cool one. This is uh, actually a flashback story because this started in 1985. In fact, a lot of this audio was from 1985. A lot of our listeners weren't even born in 1985. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but these uh, people in this smaller town, I I believe it's North Carolina. It's been a minute since I listened to this. But I believe uh, they just didn't have the budget in the city budget to fill these potholes. And so what everyone did was they all get together for one day and they have a whole pothole fest. A whole pothole fest. Right. All right. Conway, South Carolina accumulates potholes, even as your town and mine. A lot of little tiny potholes, a fair number of medium-sized potholes, and a few tank traps. If you put diving boards on some of Conway's potholes, they could be swimming holes. Conway never has enough money in the budget to fix all the potholes, but some towns that are short on cash are long on spirit. So all these people are gathered for the third annual Conway Pothole Festival, some in pink slippers, 
some in work boots. We have bankers, garden club members, we have uh, lawyers, we've got judges. That's the mayor, Ike Long. You don't uh, look much like a mayor today. I'm here to work. <laughs> I'm going to patch potholes. They sign in and get assigned to teams. I hope somebody on that team knows something about filling potholes. I hope so too, or we'll be in trouble. We're <laughs> <laughs> for quality filling, not numbers. We'll probably stay at one hole all day long. <laughs> they get a demonstration from Street Superintendent Jerry Barnhill, the only person here who knows what he's doing. This is the material you do not want to get all over you. And once it gets on you, you can forget about your clothes. That, that, it won't come out of them. And they get a few timely tips. You want to be real careful using the vehicle, not to back over anybody working with you or anybody. And they get a map of the streets they're supposed to cover. Harry, this is Quattlebaum Acres. And then, in something like a slow motion start of the Indianapolis 500, or a good-humored cavalry charge, they're off with a load of asphalt and good intentions. And that is how it happens that a fifth grade teacher and a bank teller, a college official, a language instructor, and a young woman stockbroker are out here doing something for their town. And to tell you the truth, doing it about as well as it can be done. I am impressed. That was super. I'm this is a pothole these guys hit every day on the way to work. That's it. We found it. It's ours. They use the truck tires to tamp down the asphalt. Yes, we did find one woman doing all the work while four men stood around watching. But this is a competition. The team that fills the most potholes before noon gets named on a plaque at City Hall. So the really aggressive teams bring their own pothole counters. Everybody came through the third annual Pothole Festival alive and well. Come more to the left. Right on it. Okay, good job. Just barely alive and well. And they celebrated after a big picnic at the Fireman's Club by giving the mayor a dignified but unwanted lift into the Whackamaw River. And the third annual Conway Pothole Festival was over. Before you laugh at the very idea of a pothole festival, think about the potholes in your town. And then think about this. This morning, Conway had 1,237 potholes. This afternoon, it doesn't have any. Think about that. Would you please get uh, Conway's mayor on the phone? I would like to call him out for, for uh, just a quick trip to Denver. Uh, but he's going to have to bring his crew. Well, and I looked it up, and they, they did it from 1985 all the way to 2004, and then they stopped doing it. Um, but then uh, I found a petition from the residents of Conway <laughs> trying to redo it again. Apparently we have more potholes. 2017. So, all right. So hopefully they're doing it again, but I couldn't find any stories about it. You, you know, what, what an, uh, an amazing story, and uh, I loved it. Tank traps and, and swimming holes. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a tank trap that I uh, I ran over um, on I-70 there, and you know it's just what a great story you know. So I hit this this pothole on I-70, and I had just completed uh, complete replacement of my front suspension on my car, six thousand dollars worth of of work on my car, 
and I hit this pothole one week later, and uh, it, um, it, it another three thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! It, it destroyed two of my rims and uh, and two of my tires. I've got uh, rear axle uh, bearings that are that are bad now, and uh, you know. So by the time I'm done with all of this, I will have spent nine thousand. And now, if I should be uh, true, truth in advertising here, uh, much of it is under warranty, and uh, so that's that's good news. And I'm firing a claim uh, for the insurance to handle the rest. But I'll have nine thousand dollars into my fifteen thousand dollar car. Right, get a new car. For yeah, that. pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Hey, folks, thanks for tuning in to The Good News with Angie Austin. On on behalf of producer Dave and myself and Angie herself, we say thank you again for tuning in. If you'd like to support, sponsor, or otherwise connect with the program, go to AngieAustinRadio.com. That's AngieAustinRadio.com. My name is Eric Raymer, and we'll see you right after these messages. Good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. There is so much fun stuff to do at YMCA of the Rockies this summer, you're never going to want to leave. Come fill your days and nights during Snow Mountain Ranch's 50th anniversary with their exciting programs and entertaining activities. This year at YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch, there's something for everyone to celebrate during our 50th anniversary. This year, we have tons of special historical programming commemorating 50 great years with YMCA. And on July 12th and 13th, you can attend the 50th anniversary celebration barbecue. Come see our carnival, enjoy some live music, dancing, great food, and get an opportunity to engage with those people who love YMCA the most. At YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org and click the events tab to find out more. Fill your summer with fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. Thanks so much for joining us for this encore portion of the Good News with Angie Austin. Welcome back to the Good News. So excited to have my friends from the Denver Rescue Mission. You know, a lot of people just think that the Denver Rescue Mission feeds guys. You know, like they bring them in, they give them some beds. They do so many different things. And when I was in the news business, all we ever covered, I joke with my friend Alexa Gagne, uh, the PR person with the Denver Rescue Mission, don't I? I joke that all the only story we covered is that you guys needed Thanksgiving turkeys. True. Right, which you do, but you do so much more than that. We do a lot more than that. I think people know us as shelter and meals and downtown or Lawrence Street Shelter, but we have um, various programs and we help a lot of families. Families, too. yeah. And people don't realize that. And the families have a different facility that they go to. So tell me about the program we're going to talk to because we have a family here, part of the family, talking about how the rescue mission helped them through the STAR Transitional Program. Right. So um, our other facility is called The Crossing. And so it's a um, old motel that the mission's operated for about eight years. And we have um, up to 80 families and individuals um, in our transitional program. So so families that have, you know, come on hard times that have um, maybe they've lived in cars or motels or, you know, those one or two paycheck away situations um, that people have faced um, and different ones as well. Well, and you know, it was like I think the Christmas before last that I got an email from a Facebook friend who used to watch me on TV. And she said, you know, I'm in school. My husband's a plumber. We're getting evicted a couple days before Christmas. And she had four kids. And she said, you know, do you have any contacts? And right away I got her the number. And then when I went there to serve, um, she was there. 
Oh, so yes. We, we were serving a holiday meal. Yeah, and so I think it might have even been the Christmas meal. Like, they got in really quickly into the program, which I was so impressed by. So they ended up yeah. not having to be homeless. And um, she's a real fan of what you guys do because you helped her family. And, and she was able to graduate then and not have to quit school to work to keep her family from, you know, being homeless. So yeah, I was really awesome. impressed with that. And it doesn't always happen that quickly. But. It doesn't, actually. Um, unfortunately, the um, waiting list can be pretty long, I think, average would be about 80 people on the waiting list. Wow. Um, and that's been pretty steady for the last few years. So, you know, it, it depends sometimes if there's a quick opening, you know, space wise or a larger room or something like that, it can work out. But um, there are a lot of programs, um, you know, in our city that are kind of similar, just the transitional thing. And so, you know, if anyone is out there, you know, in a situation or, you know, having questions, I think it's always good just to get your name on the list. Give us a call. Yes. Ask questions. You do an intake appointment. Um, and that's kind of the best way, even if it does take a month or two, you know, you can at least start the process. Right. Right. Excellent. So tell me about uh, the guests you brought today that um, benefited from the STAR Transitional Program, still in the STAR Transitional yes. Program. Yes. So we have um, Melissa and Jeremy Coy, and they um, are currently in our STAR Transitional Program. Um, just... I I've gotten to know Melissa a little bit through some other things and she's just such a sweetheart and um, they I think they've been here about a year a little longer um, and yeah I'll let them speak for themselves but um, yeah we're really fortunate so to Melissa have them. And, oh sorry Alexa. Melissa and Jeremy you've got five kids. Yes we do. And so uh, obviously this is something that when you've got five kids you don't want to be in a car or someplace you know and Believe me, having grown up with a single mom who worked in a factory living in low-income housing and we were only a paycheck or so away from not being able to stay where we were, I get it that, you know, it can happen pretty quickly to people. So um, kind of tell me a little bit about your story, how you guys initially got into the program and about how old are your kids, by the way? Our oldest is 14. He just turned 14. Uh, We have a daughter who's going to be 13 in November. Uh, I think you better take it, Melissa. He's looking at you. A 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. <laughs> Each number, he's looking at you. So I'm like, just tell us, Melissa, how old are they? He's guessing. Okay, have All right, so three four- boys and two girls. He's a 14, 13, 11, 10, and 7. Wow, they are close. Seven years between five kids. You guys are busy. All right, so mm-hmm. take me back in time. You've got you know, five kids. You've got a great sense of responsibility. You, you have a lot of responsibility on your shoulders, the two of you. Yeah, we were uh, renting a house down in Bear Valley, and it was 1500 a month, and we fell behind on our Excel bill significantly to where Excel turned off our power. The landlord lived across the street. She told us, look, we can't have the power out. Pipes could burst. You guys are going to have to move. Well, on short notice, not a lot of money saved up. We ended up moving into a one-bedroom motel. Did that for several months, uh, and then a friend of church told us about the STARS program, and Melissa went down and applied. I was working. and um, So all the while you're working, you you guys just had to sit. You have to save up the first month, last month, the deposit, yeah. whatever. It's a lot of money usually when you have to move in someplace. Yeah, no, Hotel rooms are very, very expensive. Oh, yeah, that that really was the problem, up. yeah. Yeah, and we was... had car problems during it, and I was even working at McDonald's overnight, and we still just couldn't catch up, and there was no way to do anything. And I've worked at McDonald's. It's not easy. Uh-uh. <laughs> you roll your eyes. I know. Yeah, I was, was part of the crew. She was doing graveyards, so yeah. and then taking the kids to school, picking them up from school while I was at work doing my job. So it, it was 
it was really hard on us and staying in a one bedroom hotel we didn't have a lot of space the kids were struggling and the church said hey we want to help you out how can we help you and our answer was truly we don't know we're really out of sorts you needed to get into a place so you wouldn't be paying a hotel uh, room rate every night yeah it it would be paid by the week but that was such a significant part of my paycheck it was you know okay well we can have macaroni and cheese for dinner and ramen noodles that's about it it was it was tough yeah the hotel room just it had it they there was a stove so at least i mean we had a stove there otherwise probably would have been a lot harder because we would have to eat out all the time then so you could make stuff for the kids and macaroni and cheese and other things that you know are economical maybe bring a few things home from mcdonald's hopefully yeah you know yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I might so, have gotten in a car accident too, and around Valentine's Day, actually on that day, and so then we had totaled our car right before too, and oh so no. we had all that, and I was trying to take a bus back and forth, and it was my for graveyards I, at McDonald's. You're taking a bus. Uh, well, I quit then because there was no way I could do get there, drive there, and then my the kids' school. It took like an hour and a half to go to to school from the bus, riding the bus there. All of the kids forth. would take the bus mm-hmm. with you. They'd ride the RTD, occasionally the light rail, but mostly the bus was faster. And it'd take so. an hour and a half for the kids to get to school. Yeah, mm-hmm. what well, was taking wow. 30 minutes driving. How did the kids deal with that? What Were they were, were they troopers or is that... Oh, they were on? soldiers. They were they were awesome. Hey. They, they really did well. Mm-hmm. They'd wake up every morning, do what they had to do to get ready, and then they'd go to school and... And then an hour and a half on the bus home. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they would they all tired? I'll bet they were really <laughs> tired and doing homework, maybe on the bus. And yeah. then would the older kids go with the little kids? Did you go sometimes? How did you work that with your kids at the time? Were as young as six then? I well, I I went to I waited around actually down there until they got off school for you like took three the hours bus. and yeah. <laughs> wow. And you just hang out until they got done because mm-hmm. you wanted to make sure they're okay. Yeah. You didn't trust I, I them didn't on the try, bus alone. Yeah. They, they tried, my middle schooler tried to get him to ride the RTD by himself. And I said, no, I don't, I don't trust it. I, you know, I'm too scared to have him go by himself. I've been very protective of my kids. So. Yeah. I can understand. Uh, yeah. That, that would make me nervous as well. All right. So in the midst of all this, you're both working until your car gets totaled. And then Melissa, you're taking the kids to and from school on the bus at that point in time, still making sure they get an education, not pulling them out of school. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Yeah. And that your church says, hey, can we help you? And you're like, well, I don't know what to do. I can't. What, where were you guys mentally at this point? We were pretty down. It was, it was, it was tough. It was, you know, in a vicious cycle. We're trying to find some way out. But there's no way out when like you can't. Like sliding downhill. Yeah. And, and I want people listening to hear, you were working. So that's the thing I think people don't get that um, have been privileged. And I've got many friends who've grown up in wealthy families, unlike myself. And they don't get how quickly it can happen. And that then you're sliding downhill and you're running as fast as you can. And the hill is icy and you keep losing ground, even though you're running and working and doing everything you can to keep your family afloat. And I think people need to realize to have some compassion for families in this situation. That's why I'm so grateful for the Rescue Mission and the STAR Transitional Program. Because, again, it's transitional program. They help you get eventually into stable housing. So they move you through the program and then back out. So they help you save enough money uh, so that you can get through your own work. You know, they're not paying for you to move 
move into a place. And so once you save enough money, et cetera, and go through the program. And I know, don't you also as well, Alexa, there's uh, budgeting classes and other things. Some of your people have told me before in the past you do in the program. What else is there? Absolutely. Um, if someone needs to get a GED, there's those classes, um, computer skills. Um, what else? budgeting and um, family classes, so kind of parenting and um, all of those sorts of things. And all participants meet with the case manager, I believe it's once a month, um, so that they're kind of being guided uh, through the process. And have those um, helped, Jeremy and Melissa, have any of those things helped you? Have they been beneficial or is it just great to have a, a safe place to have the kids? And Oh, you know, it, it's both. It's, <laughs> I mean, tell me about your experience there. Once you So your church says, how can we help you? You go, I don't know, then how do you get into the STAR program? And then um, I want to hear how it helps. My one friend, um, Vicki, she ended up telling me, uh, taking me down to do it. And I honestly had a view of transition housing as something, there's no way I want my kids there. That sounds scary. You know, it sounded awful. I was really nervous. And uh, then it took a little bit before you get all our stuff with it. And then once we did, when I got the actual phone call, I was even more nervous. <laughs> and we got down there and we were meeting to get everything together and we had to send the kids they were like well send the kids to the playground and we'll just take care of them and I'm panicking because I've been one of those I need to know where they are I need to know everything and I'm with you so yeah it was very nerve-wracking but it was once we saw the room and saw how everything was it was much nicer because we oh and that Broncos room they have for the kids one of the kids that came in he um it was Frederick and I forget what his brother's name was oh Isaac Isaac I love them cutest and Isaac um his mom had been in and out of prison but she was clean and on her feet and doing so well and um, she said one day he earned enough Broncos dollars in the Broncos room at where the star transitional families uh, the kids are able to go and they're, they're such loving people that take care of them and volunteers and it's such a fun environment but they can earn dollars so he earned enough dollars to buy a bike so when his mom saw the bike she goes oh baby that bike's way too big for you and he said it's for you mom and she'd never had a bike and he got her a bike isn't wow. that crazy awesome? Yes, and then that he earned is enough awesome. to get some for himself, a bike for himself too. So yeah, once you get there, you realize, wow, this is a great environment for the kids. They're so loving. It's like a family. So yeah. they go to the playground. You're a little freaked out still, but then you see the room and where the family will be staying. And then Melissa, you feel a little better. You feel safer because you know the Denver Rescue Mission is a Christian organization, and I know in the Star Transitional Program they don't force any Bible studies or anything on you. But if the kids want to go to Bible study in the Broncos room, they can, and you guys can get involved in that if it's your choice. And so I think that's a beautiful, you know, thing to kind of add to that family atmosphere and um, a sense of love that I, I feel there when I go there. Yeah. Well, one other thing I want to let you know is a lot of a lot of families, there are some families that don't have like the drug problem or the yeah. alcohol problem. Oh, yeah. No, Our I know that. Was, was just not having any money after a yes. paycheck. And we weren't even like out there wasting money every which way. We yeah. Were, we were and actually- in fact... Other than the one family I, I interviewed, the other families, I talked to one of your um, speakers, actually, Alexa Gagne, uh, uh, she she also just had an issue. She spoke um, two, I think it was two rescue mission galas ago, <laughs> and uh, she came in with two of her sons. She didn't have any issues either. She just uh, uh, fell on hard luck, you know, she just fell behind and really needed some help, you know, and living in a car or whatever happens with families. I think a lot of the families that come there, just are down on their luck. They just need a helping hand up, not a hand out. You know what I mean? You guys just yeah. needed you needed a break from the pressures of everything so you could regather everything and get back out on your own. You had you you had a house for years, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what has been beneficial being in the Star Transitional program? Oh, it's everything. It's the people there. 
the residents, the, the staff, they're all trying to help you get better, focus on what you need to improve. And then the classes ha- have been beneficial. They're, they're trying to get you to focus on the things that, on the reasons why you ended up in the program so that you can work on those. And then when you're out of the program, you don't have those issues again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, How about you, Melissa? What, what's been, uh, you know, a blessing for you there? It's just to finally get the help we need to get the step up that we needed. Um, we both honestly have family here and would neither side have ever wanted to help out at all. So we've been one of those ones where it's not like we moved here from another first day away from our families. Our families are here and we needed help and just nobody was able to give us the help that we needed. And I think that's sometimes common, you know, that people may want to help or may not. And sometimes they don't have the uh, finances to help. Um, and with the, with the five kids, you know, you, you really can't, you have to keep them safe. So thank goodness for the Star Transitional Program. So what's the next step for you guys? What are you going to do now? Oh, and how do the kids like it? The kids really, really, really enjoy it. I mean, they, they... Isn't that amazing? Somebody told me once, they said, um, it's not like a shelter. It's a family um, home, you know? I mean, it's not big. Yeah. You don't have a huge room, but, you know, it, it feels there's a family environment. But it's homey. Uh, the, the crossing itself... They had friends. They were able to go out and play. They got to do some really cool things. They got to meet Champ Bailey and and several of the Broncos, Von Miller, during the Christmas party. They've gone to Nuggets games and Rockies games, which we wouldn't have been able to afford to go to. Right. Um, It's it's amazing. And now we've moved to the Glencoe property, which is – it's not huge in itself, but it's bigger than the room we had at the crossing – but it's transitioning us into more preparation for after the program itself. We've got. Tell me about that, Alexa. What is what is that? Yeah, so it's brand new. Um, it is a fourplex unit, and it's okay. a couple of blocks away from the crossing. It's like oh. six or seven blocks or something. Okay. Um, it's kind of a pilot program, is what Brad would probably tell you, our president. Um, and what we're doing is uh, Homemade Colorado helped us re- renovate this fourplex. It was pretty old or um, just run down before when we uh, purchased it. And so now we have um, three families living in there, as well as one of our case managers who can kind of ma- um, you know be there. Um, in case there's an emergency or anything. Um, and so, yeah, we're really excited about the opportunity for some of the larger families to have more space and also just kind of that next step into becoming, um, you know, back into the community, a homeowner, kind of live in the neighborhood a little more. The crossing's in the neighborhood, but it's it's a bigger property, so it feels a little bit more separated, I guess I would say, from mm other homes hmm, cool yeah that's really neat it's really exciting and the kids are comfortable there as well they they're they're settling in and liking it and they can still go back to the crossing and see their friends there as well so that's pretty cool it's close enough all right so then what where do you guys go from there so you're still working jeremy yes okay so what where do we go from here well we're we're, we're still continuing to learn we're we're, we're taking dave ramsey's uh financial peace university we're trying to figure out how to get our money straight so that when we move out, we'll be able to have a home, have our stuff, save money, and be independent. Because I think for too long we were too dependent on people. We, and when people would help us, it actually didn't help us because we didn't figure anything out at that point. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. How about you, Melissa? What, 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 what do you see for the future? What are your hopes and dreams for what comes next after the STAR Transitional Program? 
I'm hoping that we will one day own a house and that um, that we won't ever have to do this again. I've always been one. Even when I lived at home, I was not going to ever be that kid that had to go back and please take me back, you know. And so that's what I want. This will be our learning step. And then when we're done, we're not going to have to worry about ever going back to our place that we are right now. Or yeah. Were. yeah. So. And do you guys still get to go to that church or are you too far away now? Do you know we, we still go every Sunday. And, that's great. And that's where we're taking the Dave Ramsey class. It's so, uh, several members of the church are taking it with us. and Has that been something that's helped you guys to your faith through this? I, I believe it has. It, it's made us focus more on God and, and, what he, and the, the miracles he brings into lives versus what can we do. you got to trust him yeah. to do it Absolutely. And, and bless your lives in, in the way that he sees fit. I know. Sometimes when you get all those details in your head swirling around like a tornado, it's like you just have to go... All right, God, this is so confusing. There's so many elements in this. I'm just going to give it to you and keep doing my best every day, you know, and, it, and I know it'll fall together and just have some peace, you know, rather than that chaos in your brain. Well, thank you both so much for coming in. What a blessing. I'm, I'm sure, Alexa, that people are thinking, uh, I, I know there's a, uh, a, a mentor program for the kids that go to the Broncos room. And so did your kids have any mentors or tutoring or anything in the Broncos room? Yeah, we, we've had mentors, uh, the three of our kids had mentors. You Do have to be like of that? age, and they love it that they get and they time got with something their mentor. Out of it? They, they they really do. They they get someone else to talk to besides mom and dad. About yeah, someone their, of their, their own. Yeah. Like when you got five kids, it's like they get somebody of their own. Yes, and that that really is important for a kid to to have somebody else, especially when they've got siblings. It's it's tough for them to okay, well, mom and dad just heard about this. Now I got to bring them mine. And right, my problem or my issue, my concerns. So Alexa, if people want to volunteer to be mentors for the kids, it's a really beneficial program uh, to mentor one of the kids in, 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 they're staying at uh, the crossing. Uh, so how do they do that? Um, yes, mentors are greatly needed and you can mentor adults as well. I think, did you have a mentor, Melissa? I uh, used to. You used to, okay. So um, men in our new life program also get yes, mentors. Yes, so, rehab program, the men yes. Need mentors and the um, kids need mentors and the parents need mentors. Yes. We I need mean, mentors. Mentorship is great all around for anyone. Um, so the best way is just to go to our website and click on um, volunteer denverrescuemission.org. Um, you go through a little application process and then someone contacts you and you basically do an interview and then um, it's typically a um, twice a month commitment. It kind of depends on your schedule and things like that. But okay. two to three times a month is the, the required amount and you kind of make it work for yourself. Um, I know Cameo needs uh, volunteers in the kitchen. and uh, oh, Miss yes. Tuesday. Is Miss Tuesday still there? Tuesday She's is. She's a mess She's around. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I feel, boy, if I give extra turkey, she she tells me, no, there's two slices of turkey. She's By the tough. way, the food when I serve there at Thanksgiving, the food is so good. <laughs> She's a good little cook that Miss Tuesday. You'll be happy to know we start. they started a salad bar um, at oh. lunchtime. So we're oh. working on healthier options for meals as well. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Yeah, kind of some new fun things over there. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so if you want to, um, to volunteer anywhere within the mission, but at the crossing where the families are, mentor a kid, mentor an adult, again, the website. DenverRescueMission.org. And I'll report that I'm actually mentoring um, a girl as well, 14-year-old. Oh, I'd so. like to mentor you, Alexa oh, Gagne. please. <laughs> I need a mentor. I need help. <laughs> I'm old enough to be your mentor. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, and Melissa and Jeremy Coy. Good luck to you guys. What a blessing to have you come in to talk about the program. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Alexa. Thank we love you. the Denver Rescue Mission, as you know, because you hear their, their PSAs on my show over and over <laughs> again, because I love them and I love what they do. We'll be right back with the good news. 
Hey, Angie Austin here with the good news. And the good news is I have one of the ARC ambassadors here with me, Christopher Petty. Hi, my name is uh, Chris. I have worked at the ARC for four or five years. Shopping with the purpose means giving back and it really helps people like me. I like working at ARC because it's the people and it's the employees and you can you don't have to try to impress anyone. Just be yourself and just come in and just do your best and just be yourself. And I love him. I do too. <laughs> Keep going. And uh, I just, I do my best. You know, I go in there and I give it my best and I have a good time. And you're proud of the work you do? I'm proud of the work I do. Giving and back. The heart of ARC is so wonderful. It's important to shop at ARC because, you know, it is shopping with a purpose. I say that a lot. And when you donate things, it goes back to help our community and people just like Chris, who has a wonderful job with ARC as an ambassador. 303-238-JANE, 303-238-JANE, or arcthrift.org, arcthrift.org. Hey, I'm Chris. I love working at ARC. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on contact me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hello, hello, hello. This is producer Dave. I'm uh, sitting in for Angie today. I uh, didn't want to pass up this opportunity to talk to our very special friends from ARC Thrift Stores. Um, I have Dominic Rivera and Adams here. And then our ARC Ambassador of the Month, Bobby's here. Give it up for Bobby. How you doing today, hey, buddy? Bobby. I'm doing awesome. How about you, right. Dave? Hey, great. Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate you. And w- one of the things we like to do on on the good news is talk about our friends at the ARC because of how important it is, not only to us, but how important it is to the community and all the amazing things that ARC has done over the years. Uh, we all know Lloyd is a very good, Lloyd Lewis is the CEO of ARC and he's a very good man he's, and he's excellent. And you know, he, he quit a really high paying job in the finance industry to come chase his passion and to help people with disabilities through ARC. And, not only does ARC help people with disabilities, but it helps everybody in the community because you can buy really cool stuff there. Now, Bobby, I know, works there. Which which store do you work at, Bobby? I work at the Vada store, uh, 58th in Ralston. Right, and so Arvada, there's we ARC is all across the state, all across the city. You can no matter where you live, there's an ARC close by, and you can always find a bunch of stuff. Now, before we started the segment, you were telling me that you one of your favorite things that you ever bought was what? Uh, videos and Blu-rays. Videos and Blu-rays, because you're a movie lover, huh? Yes, I am. You know, which kind of movies do you like? Oh, adventure, action. Nice. So you can find pretty much any kind of movie at ARC, right? And plus, yeah. not only that, but they're like, what, a quarter a piece sometimes? Maybe a dollar? Sometimes, yeah. Right. What a great deal. You can't beat that. No, you can't. 
So, um, and another thing we always like to talk about that we like all of our friends, uh, everybody out there listening, to know about ARC is that ARC, when you shop at the ARC, not only when you donate to the ARC, but when you shop there, you're helping people with disabilities just like Bobby because it's called shopping with a purpose. Can you tell us what that means to you a little bit? Well, basically, it means, like you said, uh, it helps people like me with disabilities. Right, right. And then um, it helps you keep your job. It helps you probably find your job. It helps ARC be able to hire you so that they can pay you. Yes. So you can earn your own living and feel, you know, it feels great to be able to do that. And there's not a lot of places that would help people with disabilities like ARC does. Yes. And you like working at the ARC, right? I do. I love it. Right. And uh, and for seven years, that's pretty good. And not a lot of people really love their job after seven years. Yeah. Now, what's, your, what's your favorite part about working there? Oh, just meeting new friends. Uh, right. And you've got a lot of friends at the ARC. Yes. Right, and uh, and uh, you guys all do stuff together. You said uh, one of the things you like to do is go to the zoo? Yes. And you all go together? Yes. It must be a really fun day to do that. Yeah. What's your favorite part about the zoo? Oh, seeing all the elephants. Nice elephants. I, I like the tigers, too, the elephants and the tigers. Right on. And Dom, is there anything new going on with ARC that we need to know about? Anything that, uh, any coming up uh, events that maybe somebody can make sure that they donate extra or that they shop extra or that they can actually come participate? Uh, yeah, com coming up in September, we're going to have our annual gala. Uh, and so that's really a big event. We, uh, we pull out all the stops for that. Nice. And, and what is that actually? Where is it? And what is it exactly? I believe it's downtown at the at the, uh, the Hyatt Regency, and it's going to be on Saturday, September 7th. Saturday, September 7th, downtown, and there's, you can go to arcthrift.org to find out more information about that and how to participate and how to donate and how to, you know, just be part of it and so that you can actually help out uh, ARC as much as you can, right? Right. I would like to say something about Bobby. Uh, I'm in charge of uh, the ARC programs, all the social programs that we have at the ARC Thrift Stores and particularly ARC University, and we've had over 70 classes, and, and Bobby has been to the most classes. I believe wow. he's been to like 67 classes. Way to go, Bobby. Thank you so much. And, I mean, that's awesome, and thanks for coming in. I really appreciate you. We're actually running out of time already. I can't believe how fast this goes by. Wow. Uh, but it was really good to have you in. Say hi. Say hi, Adam. Oh, hi. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks for being here, buddy. Well, no worries. And, and Bobby, thanks again for being here. I love that you uh, that we get all these really awesome ARC Ambassadors of the Month. I'm honored to have you as our Good News ARC Ambassador of this month. And um, I'm looking forward to making your commercial. Everybody, listen to the commercial. I hope you enjoyed this segment. Say hi to Bobby if you ever go to the Arvada store. Uh, make sure that you do shop at ARC. And remember, if you want to donate but you can't make it to a store, you can just call 303-238-JANE. 303-238-JANE, and a dark truck will come by, and they'll pick up, I mean, loads and loads, a truckload of stuff. So it doesn't have to be just a little donation each time. However, you can make little donations at each store, at each donation station. It was really good to have you guys in here, Dom, Adam, good Bobby. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here, and we'll see you next time. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.